Ciao! My name is Umberto Mucci, this is With Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Wednesday, February 3, 2021. The data updated last night say that in Italy we have administered the first dose of the vaccine to 2 million 135,000 people, 3.52% of the population, 780,000 of them received the second dose too. The ranking of the regions by percentage of vaccinations made compared to the doses delivered say that in the first three places from the top are Campania, Piedmont and Umbria, and in the last three places from the bottom are Liguria, Calabria and Molise. At the moment Italy is in eighth place in the world for the number of people vaccinated. In the EU we are second after Germany in absolute, but first with respect to the percentage of population vaccinated. A small personal note, I am very happy because I was able to book the vaccine for my in-laws, the people over 80 years old who I care about most because I don't have my parents anymore with me. They will get it on March 11 and then the the booster will be on April 1st, hoping it would be an April Fool's. The good news is that yesterday out of 100 swabs processed, only 3.9% were positive. And there are eight regions, Tuscany, Basilicata, Sardinia, Valle d'Aosta, Emilia Romagna, Abruzzo, Veneto and Umbria, that are below this national average of 3.9%, which is still the lowest ratio since last October 9. Today we are at a good point, (coughs) even though there are significant differences within the country. We hope to stay with this kind of data and indeed to improve further. And there's another good news, the AstraZeneca vaccine with a different uh, mode of administration seems to work much better, reducing transmission as well. It's the single dose vaccine of which Italy has ordered 40 million doses. <coughs> the third piece of good news is that the Italian drug agency is about to authorize the use of monoclonal antibodies against COVID in our country. The long-awaited authorization could arrive already today or, or, or at most in a few days. Monoclonal antibodies are produced by the American company Eli Lilly and physically manufactured here in the Italian laboratories near Rome. On their effectiveness, many positive studies have shown a benefit in the treatment of patients infected with the virus and not hospitalized and no contradictions. Uh, According to these studies, the mortality rate among infected patients has been reduced by 70% if the monoclonal antibodies are used in the early stage of the disease. The drugs could arrive in the Italian hospitals between April and May with a therapy that will not be an alternative to the vaccine, but complementary. The vaccine teaches our body to defend itself from an invader. The antibody does not teach how to defend itself, but represents a ready-made shield that we provide to the person at risk. Uh, so that he defends or she defends himself or herself against the coronavirus. With the vaccine, we induce memory of the immune system that is maintained long after the injection and can last for years with monoclonal antibodies. No memory is generated, we do not have have long-term protection. It is an immediate effective protection that after four or six months uh, at most fades. The vaccine works more on the medium-long term, the monoclonal on the immediate. One of the advantages of the monoclonal antibody approach is that it has a faster development time than vaccines. <coughs> Italy's virus-stricken economy shrank by 8.9% last year, National Statistics Office, ISTAT, said yesterday. It's our biggest contradiction in GDP 
contraction in GDP since the end of World War II. The figure is an, a first estimate subject to revision, which is slightly more optimistic than what have been forecast by the Bank of Italy and the International Monetary Fund. More than 420,000 jobs were lost in Italy between February and December 2020, including 101,000 just in the month of December. The virus also aggravated a long-existing gender gap in the labor market. Listen to this, which is a completely incredible and completely shameful data. In December alone, 99,000 women lost their employment versus only 2,000 men. 99,000 women, 2,000 men. And it's that figures showed. It's simply unacceptable and incredible. <clears throat> and now two updates about the crisis that every Italian is worried about. Let's start with Sanremo, the festival. Uh, they will do the festival. Italian public broadcaster Rai announced that this year's Sanremo festival will not have an audience in its historic venue, the Liguria Riviera Towns Harrison Theatre. Outdoor events uh, and programs linked to the festival will also be stopped. The singers, presenters, guests and technicians working on a festival will be taken directly from the hotel to the theatre and then immediately back to the hotel where they will stay in the rooms, even to eat. There will be daily swapping and all spaces in the theatre and hotels will be constantly sanitized. Viewers in front of the TV, in theory, should not have a very different show than usual. I'll end this video with the most anticipated news, the one about the government crisis. <clears throat> Two very important things happened yesterday. The first is that the Speaker of the House, Roberto Fico, at the end of his, uh, his exploratory mandate, returned to report to the President of the Republic, Sergio Mattarella, and informed him that the parties that supported the previous government had not been able to reach an agreement. At that point, President Mattarella had two paths in front of him. The first was to end the parliament and call for elections. The president explained that it was almost impossible and very problematic, recalling that since the dissolution of the parliament in 2013, four months have passed to have a new government in office after the elections, and in 2018 it took five months. For these months Italy would not have a truly operational government, and these are crucial months for the pandemic, economic and social crisis but also to present the recovery plan to the EU Commission, without which we would not have the 209 billion promised. Months in which the largest, largest vaccination effort that Italy has ever faced must be organized and brought on, and every delay costs Italian lives. In which Italy, months in which Italy presides over the G20, and the government in full swing is needed to take the initiatives that will allow Italians to survive the economic problems caused by lockdowns and the global pandemic. The electoral campaign and the vote itself are very dangerous from a health point of view. <clears throat> they require meetings, assemblies, rallies, which are impossible without this, with distancing. Besides, uh, the data say that over uh, other countries where people have voted in recent months have seen a serious increase in contagions. And the Constitution says that after August 3, Mattarella cannot call for new elections because that day his last six months as President of the Republic start. For these reasons, the President of the Republic, Mattarella, has chosen to give a mandate to form a government without any political connection, no co political connection at all, uh, to a personality of great institutional profile, strong charisma, and absolute and recognized international value. The former governor of the Bank of Italy and former president of the European Central Bank, Mario Draghi, who met today with President Mattarella and accepted the task. 
Draghi will have to talk to the political parties and understand which ones will want to support him. It is a very difficult task, <clears throat> but it is the last hope that Italy has. Not all parties will give him the votes, some already are fighting internally and will probably break into two groups, one pro and one against Draghi, but Italy hopes that in the end there will be in the parliament the numbers to support the government of Mario Draghi, who will have a very difficult and hard task, it will not be right government or left government, but, and it will be limited to addressing some clear and fundamental issues vital for the country. <coughs> there is one fact that explains a lot. The interest that Italy pays on the huge public debt that we finance by asking for money from the markets has fallen after yesterday's announcement of Draghi's mandate almost to one-sixth of the maximum rate reached by Italy in 2011. One-sixth. The interest rate already was much lower than in 2011 and one of the reasons why it fell so much after 2011 was precisely because of the actions of the European Central Bank led at the time exactly by Mario Draghi who won the resistance of his European colleagues and began to buy government bonds of the most troubled countries, especially Italy, to help their economies. He caused a stir when he said that the European Central Bank would have done whatever it takes, whatever it takes to save Europe. In that moment, those three words, whatever it takes, became his motto. Today, Italians are hoping that Draghi's government will be born and will do whatever it takes to save Italy. It's all for now, it's all for today. I'll see you on Friday. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was with Italian News. Please stay healthy, take care, ciao from Rome.